Dave here from Progwarts. Thank you for joining me for my top 10 list of epic progressive songs from 2023. To pull this list together, I scoured all the top albums of 2023 of the past year for songs that met the criteria for epic, which we'll talk about in a moment, and worked my way through them and listened to all of them. Then I narrowed it down to a finalist list of 17 songs that totaled over three and a half hours of music. So seriously epic music. <laughs> uh, the starting totals for the original list were even longer. We're talking on the on the range of six to seven hours worth of music I scoured through in order to boil down this list of top 10. So don't take that to be me complaining. There are many worse things I could do in this world than spend six or seven hours listening to amazing prog rock. So it was very cool to do. Just took a while. It's a bit of a time-consuming task, and that is cool. And it's really just reflective of what an excellent year it has been for us prog noggins everywhere. And I really, really hope 2024 is just as good, if not better. So, first, the criteria to qualify for this list is really very simple. Number one, song had to be at least 10 minutes long. That's all. If you're under 10 minutes, you didn't quite meet it. Although, honestly, there's plenty of eight to nine minute songs that are pretty damn epic in and of themselves. But that's where I drew the line. 10 minutes plus. For the eventual judging criteria, I applied two approaches that are specific to me. One, I tend to prefer songs with multiple varied sections throughout the song, or movements if you prefer, if you want to talk, take a more classical orchestral approach to your terminology. Um, I don't as much prefer it when it feels like they're just repeating the same sections over and over again multiple times. Sometimes, you know, Prog rock can be guilty of that sin. And at times it feels like the song just is being padded a little bit for length. Or that maybe, you know, somebody somewhere as an editor perhaps could have just snipped a few things here and there and made a wonderful six to seven minute song versus a nine, 10, 11 minute song that ends up feeling a little tedious at some point because it gets repetitive. Second, at the same time, I do like when songs have a cohesive feel to them, that there is a through line that connects all of these varied movements together, that it doesn't feel like they just threw a whole bunch of random ideas at the wall that maybe they had laying around that they hadn't fleshed out into other individual songs, and it just kind of feels like they couldn't decide what they wanted the song to be. So, that being said, I am human, and I am subject to my moods. So, ultimately, a lot of what ended up on this list met those two criteria pretty well to varying degrees and also may have just come down to which things appealed to me most at the times I was making this list. There are a lot of songs that could have slid in and out of this top 10 very easily depending on the time of year I was listening to it or the type of mood I was in. So let's be honest there. There's so much excellent prog rock this past year that it was not an easy task for me to cut it down to 10. And to be honest, we ended up with a bonus song in this top 10, which I will clarify why that happened later. <laughs> there is a rationale to it. Uh, anyway, all right, so let's dig into it. My top 10 epic progressive songs of 2023. Starting with our bonus song, that would be Riverside, The Place Where I Belong from ID Entity.
to the street Wasn't here for a long time Everyone's divided Extreme right or extreme left That's the only choice Leading off with uh, lilting vocals from Marius Duda and some gently strummed guitar. Uh, then transitioning into a still mellow but slightly psychedelic tone, at least to my ear. Uh, later featuring more ominous tones, building some electronic flourishes before it bursts into uh, a blues-tinged bass line and some 70s-styled guitar and organ. Both nostalgic and modern in equal measure. Peaceful and forceful in varied degrees. Uh, this was Riverside with their roots on display. And it's awesome. Just a, a great song that is still them, but different in many ways than a lot of their previous work. A little less metallic than they've been toned, than they've been known to sound like. <laughs> All right. Now, launching into the actual top 10. Coming in at number 10, we've got The Chronicles of Father Robin, Elysian Forest. At least that's how I think it's pronounced. Uh, this one launches with a roiling mix of organ and bass uh, featured over some flute work reminiscent of Jethro Tull. Uh, and this one just grabbed me immediately. It gets into a, a spacey, mellow section reminiscent of early 70s Yes, uh, with the bass still continuing to lead the way in these undulating rhythms. Uh, and then the guitar kicks in with heavy licks and what, at least for this song, kind of serves as a chorus Although I, I wouldn't really say this song really has a true chorus in the sense that we typically hear it, but this is what approaches that. Uh, later we hit this jazzy section featuring bongos, I believe, and that segues into another rollicking rock section with wordless vocals front and center, and that's just the first five minutes. Yeah, they pack a lot into this song, but it still feels cohesive, and at the same time provides that one of those wonderful musical journeys over a, a, a multitude of landscapes that just really is the trademark of an epic progressive rock song. Great stuff. Coming in at number nine, a little bit of a surprise for me. Yes, Mirror to the Sky, the title track from their latest album. Dreams of a sky without I'll be honest, it's been a while since I liked an epic Yes song as much as I did this one. It starts with some quiet guitar, and then it starts to pick up some speed with Billy Sherwood just kicking ass on bass, spotlighted throughout. Great instrumentals, and that's for the first three minutes. Really, that's your intro before we get to our first vocals. And honestly, by this point, I, I don't know if anybody out there feels the same, but it Am I hearing shades of drama uh, in the vocals and the arrangements here? 
is this a track that reflects some of the music that they made for that album? And of course, I don't mean drama like they're having problems. I mean drama the album from 1980. Uh, you know, it's almost like did Trevor Horn provide some guest vocals here that I didn't hear about? I don't know. I don't think so. But it really, really, really put me in mind of that album. Uh, meanwhile, then they mix in some strings and some woodwinds uh, over what I think is one of the more immediately memorable melodies Yes has produced in a while. Uh, just stellar work by everybody involved. And this is one of my favorite Yes tracks in recent memory. So that kind of crept up on me. Did not expect it. And it's really a fine album when you get down to it. Coming in at number eight, we've got Southern Empire, Face the Dawn from Another World. Inaccessible to mortal beings Never trodden By unworthy souls Without spirit or adventure This one has a bit of a kitchen sink approach, honestly. It starts with these modern, uh, kind of gent-styled riffs over keyboards, and then we get some soaring vocals transitioning into a, a more mellow chorus. Uh, heavy on the keyboards, they're more front and center, and all these gorgeous vocal harmonies. But that's not all. <laughs> There's more. Later, we get some piano, some strings, dual vocals, trading lines, a jazzy midsection putting saxophone, sax made a comeback this year, front and center with some very tasty guitar noodling uh, before it returns us back to the primary musical motifs. Sound like a lot? Yeah, it, it, it kind of is a little bit. And it's reflective of the album that is a bit of a kitchen sink approach, but in the space of this 13 minute song i found it a lot better a lot easier to digest and a lot more enjoyable than maybe over the space of the full album where to me at times i felt a little overwhelmed so this is a fun 13 minutes that throws a lot of things out there but i really enjoyed what they did with it it's honestly a fun song so coming in at number seven crown lands starlifter fearless part two fearless is the album Just a grand opening with this one, featuring riffs as big as the sky, straight out of a classic progressive period of Rush. Uh, what sounds like actual Moog synths? Did they dig up some, some vintage instruments for this, or they just sound that way? I don't know. Uh, do I like this one so much? Mostly because of how the guys somehow managed to craft like missing Rush, like a, a missing Rush song from the late 70s in their Hemispheres and um, Farewell to Kings era? Maybe. Uh, does it bother me uh, how much they are lifting their sound from 70s rock, especially Rush? You know, not when they can do it with this much conviction and passion and creativity 
and can make an 18-minute song fly by with me still wanting more afterwards. These guys are just, they, they, they found this sound that might be borrowed a bit, but man, they are nailing it. And it's awesome. I'm digging it, especially when you think there's just two guys doing all of this. That's pretty amazing in and of itself. So you can judge me if you want for that, but I dig it. Coming in at number six, we have Lalu, the fish who wanted to be king, the title track from their album. If you're not in space... They're one of my favorite discoveries of this past year, honestly. This is another song that comes right out of the gate at you, full speed, uh, featuring a rolling rhythm, driving riffs, and it just lifts the mood totally. Uh, there's this just a joy in this music that is infectious, and it's got almost this, I don't know, I, I can't think of a better way to describe it, but almost this gospel feel to it. Uh, if there's any complaint I have about the song at all, it's minor. And it's really that this section doesn't last longer because <laughs> I really enjoy this first part here. That's just ebullient. It's a word I just brought up uh, in, in previous videos and just really fits this. But let's be honest, my, my loss there, my sense of grief is assuaged by a brilliant, brilliant instrumental section with a, this mystical vocal bridge. There's honestly so much to love in that gospel-like, joyous first half and the second half that's drawing heavily on influences from Yes and ELP of the 70s and just brilliant instrumentals. It's just a grand musical journey on this one. And really, if you get down to it, is that not what we want from an epic prog song? I think it is. Coming in at number five, and I'll note that numbers five through two easily could have all fit in at number two. But I wasn't going to cheese out and make it a tie. I was going to discipline myself and put them in some sort of order. But on any given day, that order could shift up. And honestly, they are so close in quality that they could all easily be number two. So in the order I put them, number five, the inevitable Stephen Wilson, impossible tightrope, from the Harmony Codex. I, I talk for a living. What itch do you want to get scratched here in terms of your enjoyment of Stephen Wilson music? Uh, we've got a classic slice of Pink Floyd meets techno, electronic, introducing the song, and then that rolls into a bit of processed, echoey guitar that honestly reminds me of early, mid-80s Police or Rush. Uh, that's just the tone I get from it. And then things get a bit acoustic for a little bit before we hit a jazz fusion section that is highlighted by saxophone. There's that instrument again. Before then we move into an ambient section, it's led off with some slow piano, 
And this one just keeps like they keep bringing he keeps bringing new ideas into this. And yet for me, it never feels disjointed. It never feels like these things were thrown together randomly. They feel like they complement one another. And to be honest, they feel like they pull from various stages and periods of Stephen's career, whether solo or in Porcupine Tree, in a way that almost makes me think this is like a musical montage, a medley, I guess there's actually a word for that, uh, of his career. And it's really very awesome. It's, it's one of my favorite instrumentals, if not my pure favorite instrumental in years. It's, it's just a great, great song. I love it. And it never feels like it overstays its welcome. Coming in at number four, we have Mystery. Is this how the story ends from Redemption? Down in rain. It's just another train passing by. Don't think too much about it. This one clocks in over 19 minutes, which means it takes the title for the longest of these epics on this list. Maybe the longest song I listened to, period, this year. I don't actually remember that I took note. Uh, but it really, really does well in delivering on the epicness, if I can coin a word, <laughs> that one might expect from an epic. It just launches in with a very upbeat and grand melody that, that features complex but not overly precious, not overdone composition and top-notch musicianship that plays to the hilt but just keeps it from being overdone. Uh, three minutes in, they're transitioning into their first verse, which is dominated by some more mellow vocals and some lighter guitar chords. Uh, a bit of ambient keys to fill in the background. And if anything, this part reminds me of something, say, from mid-70s, mid, mid-late 70s arena rock. Uh, in the line with, like, say, Kansas or Sticks or Boston. Uh, it doesn't feel dated, but it does feel like that's where the roots are for me. At least that's what it put me in mind of. Really tuneful and forceful at the same time with great, great vocal harmonies, but never beating you over the head with it all. Uh, they go through the song and they gradually build upon all of that into this huge crescendo about seven minutes in. And that leads into a bunch of minor chord dramatics. That's really cool. Really hits the spot. And then, of course, they drift into a gentle acoustic break before they lead into the emotional climax of the song. This is epic, really, in all the best ways. And very straightforward and accessible in many other ways as well. So that if you want to introduce somebody to some grand progressive rock uh, in an epic scale, this is a good place to go into because it doesn't beat people over the head with things that are harder to digest if they're not used to it. Number three, we have Tesseract, their title track from the latest album, War of Being. Uh, 
starts off, you hear a couple simple chords, and then boom, they drop the hammer with these monster post-rock, post-metal riffs and drums. And at that moment, you know you are in for something seriously heavy, and they deliver on that. Uh, then next thing you know, you're suddenly in the middle of this quiet ambient passage with Daniel Tompkins' dulcet tones at the forefront. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's screaming or growling. And the song builds back up to those monster opening chords. And throughout, you've got the polyrhythms and the powerful vocals and, and the post-metal riffs. This is Tesseract with a highlight slice of what Tesseract does. And, and for an album full of highlights, this one stands out for all the best reasons. It's, it's like Legion. It's like a song. If you want to introduce somebody to Tesseract, this is an excellent starting point because you've got a solid example of all the things that they do so well. Such a great album. Coming in at number two, we have Earthside, Let the Truth Speak, another title track. Seems to be a theme for this list. So, you know Daniel Tompkins is having himself a quality year when he is featured on two of the top albums, two of the top epics, both in the same year. And once again, as he's guesting on this song by Earthside, he's bringing his amazing vocal dynamics to one of several epics on this, on this album. And when you think about the fact that this is Earthside's sophomore album, and the fact that it took a long time for it to get completed, it does seem, though, that the time that elapsed allowed for the craftsmanship and the qualities to really get firmed up and just absolutely are on display for this album. Brilliant album all the way through. And this one, you've got, you've got the heavy chords, strings, and some funk-infused bass lines, and ambient min sections worthy of the best of Tesseract. And it's all in one truly dramatic package, packed with emotion. Just really a spectacular piece of work that makes 10 minutes totally fly by. And this one has been a standout for me since I first heard it this year. Uh, right out of the gate was a Song of the Year candidate. So the fact that it's just not even just an epic, but Song of the Year. And, of course, they placed songs on both of those lists for me. So that tells you how much I did like this album. So... Offering a little explanation why this list of 10 actually comes with a bonus song. Just because I feel it's fair to <laughs> be clear about that, be transparent about what happened. Basically, it came down to the fact that I was putting all this together. Somehow, in the midst of things, I lost track of one of the songs in my notes. And it was a, one of my top five songs. So when it came down to, oh crap, I forgot a song. How the hell did I forget that? I need to get it on here. I knew I needed to bump somebody. And I just really didn't want to bump Riverside totally from it. I, I wanted to give them the spotlight that they deserved. So bonus song. So technically, yes. Top 11, not a top 10. Okay, maybe I lied. <laughs> but either way, all so much great music. And honestly, there were so many great songs going through this list when I was putting this together and things I was listening to. I felt I wanted to 
share some honorable mentions before we get to number one. Uh, any of these songs on any given day could have easily fit into this top 10 without a problem. As a matter of fact, if I did it on a different week, maybe one of them would have. So again, the theme of title tracks, you'll hear it. Number one, um, No Spoon, Within the Realm of Possibility, from their debut, Opus. What an amazing track, what an amazing album. Authorist, also from their debut, their title track from The Approbation. Advent Horizon, another title track, A Cell to Call Home. Galahad, another title track, The Long Goodbye. Um, completing this, this list of title tracks in here. Um, and the last one... Finally, Seven and Pale, Sisyphus from Summit. The music on this song is just wonderful. Um, and I think what kept it from being on my top 10 honestly came down to, and I hate to say it was the vocal performance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be mean. And I know there's a lot of people that have loved this album and obviously had no problem with it. So this is maybe just something to me. Uh, maybe... I need to open my mind up to different styles of vocals, but when I hear something that to me sounds like lounge, lounge singer Michael Steele played at the wrong speed with a bit of a warble, it just was a hurdle I couldn't clear. I just didn't enjoy it. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to be mean to anybody, and I hate to be critical, but honestly, there's so much to like on this song. If you get past the vocals, if those things don't bother you, it's like this very jazzed up, version of latter-day doom metal a la Black Sabbath. Um, very, very cool stuff and very, very well done. I just couldn't get past the vocals. I have to admit it. It's a weakness in me. It is what it is. Everybody's got their own taste, right? So now, finally, getting to the number one epic progressive rock song of 2023. And if you've seen enough of my videos, this is probably not going to surprise anybody. Number one, Haken. Elephants Never Forget from Fauna. be honest i actually went into this with the intent of trying to find reasons to not put haken in the number one slot again this time because they got the number one slot on my last two lists and in the end both logically and emotionally i couldn't find a reason to not justify leaving them there because honestly this is a song to me that epitomizes the things i love in epic prog rock songs it just hits all the buttons for me. You got the opening with the quirky piano and then some light guitar work uh, in a style that is very, I guess, traditionally Haken. It's very Haken-ish, if I can coin an ad adjective here. Um, and, and then it flows into what is essentially a preview of the chorus that will come up later, almost like it's a mini um, overture to open the song. Uh, just grand opening there. Just a great way of starting off. And in the song throughout, we get some of the most dynamic and varied vocal work from Ross Jennings that I think I've ever heard, at least in one song. Uh, he goes from this kind of quick rhythmic singing, again, using the word quirky. It just seems to apply to Haken so well. 
uh, to then a more traditional melodic style that you're used to hearing from him. Then he starts hitting these dramatic lower ranges that you don't frequently hear from Ross. And then into these sung whispers. And it's like he's playing multiple characters throughout the song and the changes uh, in the tone and the, and the dynamics. And it's just really him putting the full scope of his abilities on display and his full tonal and stylistic range on display. He just, he, he nails it in this song so well. Uh, then we've got these multiple movements, if you will, and musical ideas throughout that while they add variety to the song, they still feel unified. And it's similar to the way that the entire album has so much variety to it. And yet all these songs are clearly from the same album. They still have all this connective tissue within them that makes it clear that these are all from Fauna, just as all these variations throughout this song, you still know you're listening to Elephants Never Forget. It had never, to me, felt padded or boring. It was just enough of, of these electronic-tinged keys and then thrash metal riffs and some super dirty soloing slapped in there. They just give you a lot to digest and enjoy throughout. And I, and I like that because I think that's important with the longer songs to keep it interesting without leaving it feeling disjointed or padded. And then they wrap the whole package in this grand crescendo that calls back to the main melody, the main motif. And to me, this is epic done right in every way. But in the end... All I can say is congratulations to Haken. You guys had a hell of a year. You nailed it with this album, with these songs. So, But that's also to say that I, I can't say enough for all of these artists. Whether they made my lists or not, there's so much amazing, wonderful music this year. I know it's repetitive to say it, but I just can't get over how much this has been a great year. And, and it's the same thing I've heard throughout the progosphere. Everybody has just enjoyed 2023. There's been so much wonderful stuff. And I really hope we don't have to wait very long to hear again from all these artists that made the lists this year. You know, I, I, I want to see what they can bring to us next and what other more epic compositions they can bring together. So this is my final year-end list for 2023 until next December. If you haven't already seen my top 20 progressive albums and my prog song of the year videos, go check them out. You might enjoy them. You might find some new stuff that you haven't heard before that you want to dig into, and you might discover a new favorite here and there. I hope I can do that for you. I love introducing people to new music, and I love exploring, and I encourage you all of you to do the same thing. Meanwhile, if you're enjoying what I'm doing, I'd appreciate it if you could give me a like and hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell if you want to. If you want to be notified when I put new videos out, that would be awesome. I appreciate that. You can also find the links to my social media below and in the channel description as well as the link to my live 365 channel the expanse featuring nothing but progressive rock and metal all day all the time that would be awesome give it a listen you might enjoy it you might find your new favorite station meanwhile i'm just going to remind you don't be afraid to deviate from the norm keep it proggy and this is super dave signing off yeah!